This is the Heartache to Hope podcast where we get real about infertility, IVF and pregnancy loss. I'm your host, Anita Thompson, and having been through the journey myself, I wanted to create a safe space where you can hear the stories and experiences from ordinary women who have become extraordinary through their journeys. Even though we didn't choose these circumstances for ourselves, you are part of an incredible, supportive community, and you aren't alone. Whatever your hope, my hope is that you will find it here. Hello, hello everyone. I do hope your start to 2023 is a place of positivity and if you aren't quite feeling all the positive feels or if you are and feel that maybe it might be a bit short-lived, this episode is for you. Uh, I've been doing the Gabby Bernstein 21 Day Manifesting Challenge and you can Google it if you have no idea what I'm talking about, Um, but that has been really fantastic. And so at this point in time, I'm in a pretty good headspace. Um, But anyway, back, back to this episode. Here I speak with Louise Sawicki, who after battling infertility for six years is now a holistic fertility hypnotherapist and coach. And Lou talks with me about the power of the mind-body connection and the importance of having the right belief system during your fertility journey and finding joy alongside it. So I'm really excited to share this episode with you all. Here's Lou. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Nice to meet you. Thank you so much for for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. Oh, no, thank you for being a guest on here. I'm really grateful because I'm really interested to hear your journey, not only your fertility journey, but what I think is really important and really interesting as well is you talk a lot about that mind-body connection as well and that your infertility journey allowed you to find your true self. And I found exactly the same thing. So I'm really interested just to have a chat and dive in and find out all about you. And obviously, the listeners of the podcast, I think, will get some real value out of not just your experiences, because it will allow them to feel like they're not alone, not feel so isolated. But I think you'll have some pretty handy tips as well, I imagine. So why don't we just dive straight in then and let's start if you can tell our listeners all about you, a bit about yourself and your infertility journey. Okay. All right. Perfect. Hi, my name's Lou. I am a holistic fertility uh, hypnotherapist and a coach. So I support women through the really tumultuous journey that's infertility, secondary infertility and pregnancy after infertility. And I guess My passion and my business was born out of my six long year battle with infertility. So through that journey, I really discovered that there was a need to make an impact on the rising global infertility rates. I mean, unfortunately, infertility is just becoming so big these days and it's just growing globally by the day. So it's become a real passion of mine to really make an impact on those rising infertility rates. And I guess my passion was born through my journey. So I am a hypnotherapist coach. I'm also trained in the modalities of NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming 
and also timeline therapy. So I really work with women to remove the psychological blocks that are preventing them from falling pregnant. So women come to me and they're seemingly doing everything right. They're seeing their fertility specialist. They've got their nutrition under wraps. They're doing the right amount of exercise. They're seemingly from a physical side doing everything right, but they're not moving forward on their fertility journey and they're feeling stuck. The infertility journey has become really overwhelming. The feelings of fear, anxiety, guilt, all these negative emotions have just become all-consuming. And usually you've got to the point where you feel your body's broken, it's not working, you've let your partner down, you've let your family down, you're failing. So my clients are feeling like this and not understanding why they're seemingly doing everything right so what I work with my clients to really understand is what's the belief system behind their ability to fall pregnant if you're not moving forward on your fertility journey and you've been trying to conceive for a while now it's kind of like okay well there must be something else going on behind the scenes and I guess that's really where my journey took a turn for the better as well and that's really where the shift occurs because it's like okay well what are the psychological reasons potentially why you're not moving forward on your fertility journey? So we really get to the bottom of what's going on at the unconscious level. What's the programming that's preventing you from moving forward with your fertility journey? And we look at reprogramming that belief system, those negative emotions, really getting rid of all the, I guess, the baggage that you've carried. If you've been trying to conceive for a number of years now, the weight on your shoulders is just generally, you know, it's unbearable. So we look at getting rid of all that baggage and then moving forward. I provide my clients with different tools and techniques to be able to manage their emotions, to really handle different scenarios throughout their journey and this really allows my clients to finally feel free. So they're free from the chains of infertility, I like to say, because it, it feels a bit like that. So it gives my clients permission to really feel happy and be on their fertility journey at the same time. Because at the end of the day, I'm not God, so I can't promise a baby, although a lot of clients do fall pregnant under my care. But my name of the game is to find you again, to find that true, that woman that you were, that young girl you were before infertility stole that from you, I guess, is the best way to put it. So that's really what I work with my clients to achieve. Fantastic. And yeah, so it's getting my clients to a place where they feel truly happy again. Yeah, that's amazing. And there's, I've got a, a bunch of questions that I want to ask, even off the off the back of that. But but if you don't mind me asking, obviously you've got to where you're at now in being able to help other women. But it was through your own infertility struggles. I think you mentioned for six years that you had to go through these experiences yourselves to now be trained up to help clients with that. Um, if you wouldn't mind talking about your particular journey and where that went and the roller coaster of emotions. Absolutely. I guess, well, when we first started, um, we decided we were overseas. You know, we've been traveling for a number of years. I was with my partner at the time, who's now my husband. We came home and we, I think I was 29 at the time. I was like, okay, well, I guess we've got to grow up. I guess the natural progression is let's have a baby. So not once did I really even think that 
that would be a problem. And so we started trying for a baby and it was super exciting and that was wonderful. And as the years rolled on, I obviously start wondering what on earth was going on. I did everything, I did IUI, IVF, everything, all the other medically assisted reproductive that we could and we weren't getting anywhere. You just weren't falling pregnant no, at, all. Falling pregnant at all. And, and for me, it was unexplained infertility. So there was no yeah. reason. So I was seeing a fertility specialist for four years and we did everything. I'd taken every test under the sun. There was nothing like... There was no reason why I shouldn't be falling pregnant. And I just wasn't falling pregnant full stop. Like there was just nothing. And obviously my mental health was starting to fail. My physical health was starting to fail. It got to the point where I was uh, diagnosed with celiac disease. As a result, I was on the brink of depression, chronic fatigue, adrenal fatigue. I was mentally killing my body, I like to say. And anyway, that last failed pregnancy test, my fertility specialist called me in and she said to me, Lou, she said, I can't see you for six months. You need to go away and sort out your mental health. And I, at the time, thought, oh, my gosh, like she's giving up on me. This is horrible. Obviously, looking back now, that was the best thing that anyone could have ever done. And I actually went and thanked her for saying that. I went home that night and I I had two, I still have two pugs and I used to take them to the dog park and I did what I usually do. I just took them to the dog park. It was dark by that time. It was winter. And I looked up to to the, to the universe and I said, you've got to help me. I don't know what to do. I need some form of direction. I'm broken. Like it just got Mm -hmm. to the point where I just wasn't functioning as a human, let alone all the physical stuff going on. So anyway, so I went to work the next day and somebody said to me, have you thought about coaching? And I was like, no, not really. I didn't like this was nine years ago. So this wasn't even really a thing. And I was like, oh, okay. My colleagues were kind of semi aware of what's going on. Anyway, one of my closer ones said, have you thought about finding someone who can support you through the process? She didn't call it a coach. She said support. And I said, yeah, okay. Um, Maybe. Anyway, I just got on and Googled and I just found this lady. I just was guided to this lady and I went to her and I said, I just need help. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I know there's stuff going on behind the scenes because I'm just, I'm stuck. Like, I, and I'm at rock bottom. Anyway, I said, I'm going to take six months off. I'm going to concentrate on my mental health. I said to my husband, or he was my partner then, I just don't want to talk about it for six months. I want to get back to being me. So that's what I did. I spent six months getting back to who I used to be. I started to go out again and have a drink with my friends. I spent a lot of time and energy finding the right support team. I created a team around me to really support my mental health and get that back on track. I just started to do things that I loved. I started to walk on the beach again. You know, it sounds cliche, but I started to really, you know, get back into my exercise, you know, just this stuff that I used to do before infertility and in that time as well my partner and I had been together for 13 years at the time and I said to him I've had enough I want to get married I've had enough (laughs) we're engaged I'm not doing this like I want to plan a wedding in this time so he was like oh I don't care I'm doing it so I just went and booked a venue that day we're originally from Byron so I went up to Byron that weekend and I went and booked a venue I said this is what we're doing I don't care I can do it in three months And I did, and I organised a wedding, and we got married in the December, and in the January the 5th, we went back to the fertility specialist, and that was exactly six months. 
and she took all the bloods as you do for the next round of IVF and she said I'll let you know the results the next day and the next day I was sitting on the train and she rang me up and she said are you sitting down I said yeah and she said I've got some amazing news and I said what and she said you're pregnant oh my gosh <laughs> and nine months to the day after we got married we gave birth to my first son wow and it and he was conceived naturally and I completely attribute that to the work I did on my mental health and the belief that I had in myself again in my body the love that I found for myself you know I, I just I I didn't like myself before and I didn't like my body I didn't believe in it you know like all these things that us as women really struggle with like I really struggled with that and I had no idea until I started to do the work and so I guess that's really where the penny dropped and I was like well if the inner work can help me then it can help other people and I'm so passionate about that now I just love supporting women through the journey. I've got a few different clients at the moment, like one has actually fallen pregnant under my care and I supported her through the whole process, the two week wait, the the whole IVF and, and now through the first 12 weeks of her pregnancy. And it's like me, I feel like I'm doing it again. I feel like I'm a, a proud mum and I'm there for the ups and downs and to really help these women support their mental health through these amazing, amazing life experiences. So mm -hmm. I guess, yeah, that's that's where it was really all born from. And I mean, there's a lot to be said for that loss of identity, I think. For me personally as well, it wasn't until we drew a line in the sand and said this isn't going to happen for us and there's a lot that comes with that letting go and acceptance and everything that I took a step back and went, I don't know who I am. Not that person before the infertility started and I'm not that person that's going through the infertility now because that's not on my shoulder. Like, who the hell am I? So I think that is something that you've touched on that I think is really, really important in terms of the work that you do with clients because whether you're at the beginning of the infertility journey after or it hasn't happened for you and you don't have a baby you do lose who you are and it takes a lot to get back to your true self the true person that you are I think it can be underestimated how important that that part of it really is a hundred percent and I think it will, like you just mentioned it, it's about finding your true self and who you are now I mean it's like with anything in life there's a journey of life you're never going to go back to what you were when you were younger were you life experience makes you who you are now but you can always be a better version of that person can't you and and take all the life experience whether it's good bad or indifferent and really because there's always a positive out of every life experience that's what I really teach my clients to get to that point because even the worst thing that's happened to you in your life you can still find something that has made you into the person you are today because we as humans our perception becomes our projection on the world so it's how we perceive a certain event is how we project that into our reality so 
we can take two roads, can't we? We can see it as a negative and let it get overwhelming and start to really consume our life in a negative way, or we can see it as a positive, take it as a positive, become stronger and really build on that. So, but that's all about mastering your mind, I guess, and really having the skills, the tools and the techniques to be able to take the high road and the positive road and not the negative road. So that's really what I teach clients as well is to really understand because at the end of the day, your mind can be your worst enemy or your best friend. You've got no control over anything else, but you have total control over your mind and your mind can't think a positive and a negative thought at the same time. It's impossible. We're not wired to do that. So once you really get to understand that, then you can start to really learn to control your mind. And this is what it's all about, isn't it? Really understanding the mind, learning to control it with different tools and strategies, and that helps you move forward. It's life-changing in every facet of your life. It's not just about, like you said before, it's not just about infertility. It's about being able to, to be the best version of yourself for your partner, for your family, for your loved ones in your career. These skills and tools and strategies, they filter into every part of your life. Yeah, they really do. I mean, when you're on that infertility roller coaster you kind of have the blinkers on don't you it's pretty much the focus of your entire world and what I love about the work that you do is you almost remove those blinkers to say you've got to enjoy and find joy in the life that you are living alongside infertility it's not one or the other you can actually have both Absolutely. And the thing is, I get a lot of clients come to see me and it kind of starts off with, oh, I'm so scared that I'm not going to fall pregnant straight away. And I'm like, well, why do you have to fall pregnant straight away? It's okay if it takes you six months. It's okay if it takes you a year. You don't need to get stressed about that. You don't need to get anxious or worried about that. You can be on your fertility journey and living a happy life at the same time. So like you said, that's that's really what I teach clients as well it's it's okay that it's taking you a bit longer but in the meantime it's okay to give yourself permission to be happy it's okay to live society puts this pressure on us if we're trying to have a baby if we're not consumed by it then we mustn't care and that's just yeah. not the case it's yeah. not the case at all you can be trying to have a baby and also living your life at the same time with the belief system that it will happen when the time's right and you know that in your heart of hearts so that's really the point where I get my clients to, that it's okay, you give yourself permission to be happy and on your fertility journey, and that's when the true freedom occurs. I mean, some women come to me and and baby thing isn't happening or it's just not going to happen for them. Some people don't fall pregnant. Some people are destined to be on this earth and not have a baby. You know, they've got other other callings and that's completely fine as well we just have to have gratitude and be thankful for that and that is a skill set that most people have it deep inside of them but they just don't understand how to bring it to yeah. the surface so it's yeah. really about just stripping away those layers and really bringing to conscious awareness how to control your mindset Let's talk about grief for a minute because I think a large part of infertility is grief, whether you experience pregnancy loss and you're grieving the loss of your baby, you're going through infertility and you're grieving 
a life that you wanted that perhaps isn't panning out that way or you get to the end of your infertility journey without the baby and there's a huge amount of grief in that as well. I think that sort of thing ties in very closely with what you do as well and that mind-body connection. Do you have clients that come to you that are really in that grief stage and almost can't quite work out those emotions of anger but then you're feeling happy one day but then feeling guilty well why am I feeling happy because I should be grieving the loss of my baby or I should be grieving the life that I thought I would have there's a real mix of emotions and I suspect that some of your clients really battle with that 100% I mean most of like everyone who has been going through infertility as you know will suffer grief at some point even when you've just started your journey the first couple of months when once you get your period it's like oh you just have this little twinge don't you it's like oh that's okay but obviously as the journey goes on the deeper the emotions become but I mean we're grieving the loss of this life that we thought that we would have or this ideal in our head of the life that we wanted so what I do is really work with my clients to to really be okay with the life that they're living now society puts so much pressure on us to have a certain life you know by the time we turn 35 we need to have had two kids a boy and a girl and a white picket fence and have done really well in our career and have an amazing husband and a house with a pool and so we just put so much pressure on ourselves to have this life and then when we get to an age where we think we should have this and we don't the grieving process starts but if we actually just looked at the life that we had created and just got to a point where we were just so grateful for that life these other emotions they start to dissolve because like I said you can't think a negative and a positive at the same time absolutely we need to address the grief so we do that as well because you need to feel it to heal it yeah. So that is really important. Just pushing the grief to one side and just saying, I'm just going to keep going is not okay because that's when you get into trouble as well. So it's number one, really about dealing with the grief, but then also working with that client to really get to a point where they are so grateful for the life that they are living, really appreciative of what they've actually got and, and letting go of the life that they think they should have which once again is a lot easier said than done. So this is about developing the skills and the strategies and and having those tools to be able to do that. Once you really sort of experience that realisation, it's just like a a weight has been lifted off your shoulders. It's just the pressure's gone. It's, It's amazing. You talked about at the beginning of our conversation around belief system. Can you dive into that a little bit more? So I guess the belief system that I'm talking about is the unconscious level. So 95% of our day is actually run by our unconscious mind. So only 5% are consciously aware of what's going on. So when you think about it, unless you consciously think about taking your next breath, you just do it without thinking. You just you move one foot in front of the other without thinking about it, don't you? Unless you consciously start thinking about it. So there's so much going on behind the scenes. And there's a certain belief system that's generally programmed between zero and seven. So, and our programming as a general rule is our parents' programming. Our parents' programming is our grandparents' programming, so on and so forth. So the thing with the programming 
our thoughts become our feelings and our feelings become our belief system and our belief system becomes our reality. So over time, it's this belief system that is creating the reality that we are living. So if we, over a period of time, have started to say to us ourselves every morning, my body is broken, my body is broken, I'm never going to become a mum, I'm never going to become a mum, I can't do this, I failed, I hate myself, I hate my body, I hate the look of myself, which I'm sure every woman has said to themselves. If you say this over and over and over, you can take this into your body, in your mind. Your mind has no other option but to start to believe it. So over time, this belief system, my body is broken, my body is broken. It doesn't matter what you do physically. If you have this belief system that your body is broken, you are not moving forward on your fertility journey until we address that. So I guess that's where that comes from. And a lot of the time, most of the time, it comes from a belief system that potentially family members have passed on to us when we were little or we heard something in the playground at school and, and it might have been something off the cuff, but it was a comment that really affected us. And like I said before, our perception becomes our projection. So if we perceive that comment in a different way, we've taken that on board. And that starts to become part of our internal programming. So later on, on in life, when we're trying to conceive, that's really affecting our yeah, ability to move forward. Absolutely. And I'm going to put your contact details in the show notes so people can reach out to you and start those conversations with you. But just finally, and we've talked a lot about your recommendations and tips throughout this whole conversation, but are there three main tips that you'd love to share with the audience? There's always things you can do starting today. Prevention is better than cure. So waiting till you are at rock bottom is not ideal. I've always said a mental health check should always be done with a physical check when somebody goes to the doctor and says, I'm trying to have a baby. The mental health check is just as important. But you can also do a mental health check at home and really start to just become consciously aware of how you're thinking and what could potentially be affecting your fertility journey. Because it's not generally until you go and see someone and they say this, 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 this do you go, oh, okay. In your day-to-day life, it usually just presents as you feeling really frustrated, stuck, overwhelmed, fearful, that kind of thing. So my number one that I always get all my clients to do in the beginning is ask yourself, write this down. It is, it's 12 months from now and the best year of your life. What does that look like and how does that feel? And really sit with that and really understand what it is over the next 12 months that's going to make it the best year of your life. And then the next question is, what is preventing you from doing that? And really sitting with that. And I'm not talking about if you've got some physical issues that are preventing you from falling pregnant, but I'm talking about what at the mental, psychological level is preventing you. And it's your belief system. So really with that in mind, thinking about what's your belief system around your body's ability to fall pregnant? And is that potentially preventing you from moving forward? So that really gets you thinking and it opens up the unconscious mind and it really sort of will bring a lot to light. And then the other one is, we've spoken about this, but your mind can't think a negative and a positive at the same time. We're not wired to be able to do that. So really becoming consciously aware of your thoughts, how many of them are negative throughout the day. So really starting to switch that up, being consciously aware of your negative thoughts 
and changing it. Think about something that you're so grateful for, a time in your life, that one moment in your life where you were truly happy. Everyone has one moment where they just felt truly free and alive and really embody that moment, really just take it on board. And every time you think about something negative, switch it up and start to think about that moment in time. And if you keep doing that and keep doing that, your body has no other option but to change its state. And then five minutes later, you've forgotten that negative thought. And yes, it takes a little bit of effort to begin with, but over time, it just becomes second nature because you have a choice. You can think a negative or a positive thought. It's your choice. So when you're aware of that, I mean, it's a no-brainer which one you'd think. Exactly. And it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, it would take quite a bit of getting used to and training, but just that awareness that you're doing it, I think initially you just go, oh, I can't believe how many negative thoughts I'm thinking during the day because you'd be completely oblivious to it because it's just second nature to you, right? So it's that awareness about it and then being able to change it, I think is fundamental and how powerful as well. And and this empowers you because it's like the thing is you got yourself to this point by thinking in a negative space. So you have complete control to change your trajectory of your fertility journey with your mind and choose to think in a positive light. So this is the most empowering thing because you realise that you actually are in the driver's seat because you can choose to change the way you think. And, yes, it's obviously, like you said, it takes some time and it is draining in the beginning. But at the end of the day, do you really want to be in the same position in 12 months or do you want to just do the work now and really be living the life of your dreams, whatever that looks like in 12 months' time, because you can be doing that. I mean, you'll notice a shift straight away. You notice people just start to say hello to you on the street that potentially wouldn't have before. You know, things just start happening. Things just start falling into place. It's like magic because you have chosen to really take the positive risk. What an awesome way to end this conversation because There's so much of what you talked about that resonates with me and the experiences that I went through over the last five years. And I think when you talk about infertility, you feel out of control. And particularly for people like me that are control freaks, like it is that one part of your life that it's really hard to get your head around the fact that there is so much out of your control. But what you've really done today in our conversation is brought to life that you do have something in your control. And that is your mind and how powerful that is and that whole mind-body connection is so, as you said, empowering and really powerful. So thank you so much, Lou, for being on the podcast. I think the listeners are going to get so much out of this. As I said, I'll put your contact details in the show notes so people can reach out to you directly to start those conversations. I think what you do is amazing and you've got so much to offer women who are like you were many years ago at rock bottom and hopefully before they get to that point, but just feeling stuck and looking for the next way to move forward. So thank you so much. Thanks, Anita. I really appreciate your time.